This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Activated by contract termination. Rumors of our demise are greatly exaggerated. Welcome to Stacy on the Right with your host, Stacy Washington. She's blessed to be a Bible-reading, gun-toting, Air Force veteran, wife and mom, righteously American. who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all welcome to Stacy on the right the podcast with your hostess with the mostest Stacy on the right um, I am so excited about today's program because one of my favorite people one of my newly favorited people I should say um, who I've known for a few years, but we've only recently begun to really interact and just have, um, it's been kind of shocking how much the same we are, kind of the same age, same family situation. Um, also, he lives on a big, huge piece of land, way bigger than ours, but still he's like an acre guy like we are. And um, mainly just the faith walk that is very, very similar which is such a nice thing in today's America that there's so many people out there who are really great, but on issues of faith, you can't, you can't talk about it because they're not there. And Corey is. So it's my pleasure to welcome uh, for an extended interview here on the show today. We're going to talk about so many different great things. Corey Durbin, he's the president of Shared Health Alliance, actually the CEO and president of Shared Health Alliance. And Shared Health Alliance is the vendor consultant for a large health share program called ASH, Alliance for Shared Health, that currently has over 40,000 participating households. You can find out more about this if you're listening to this on your phone. You're like, hey, I want to know what that is right now. Just go to stacyontheright.com or familyvisionmedia.org. Click any one of the banner links, and it'll take you to a landing page with a video where I explain how everything works. And then you can um, find out more information. You can sign up. Uh, they're very customer-friendly, customer-oriented. So if you need help walking through the program, there is someone waiting and ready and available to help you with that. So, Corey, thanks for joining us today. Oh, man, it, it's it's a blast to be here. And I could you could just play that intro again for me. I was just having a cracking up, having a good time listening to that. <laughs> so it is it needs a little updating because I am no longer, you know, um off on my own radio wise, but it is fun. It was something that was meant to kind of keep me in the ability to do the podcast after leaving my previous employer for radio. And so it is it is a lot of fun. Updating it is going to be really hard because finding something that's kind of uh a wicked twist on words is not an easy thing to do. So turning to you, you are currently doing this interview from another part of the country. You used to live in St. Louis, and now you live where? You don't have to give us your address. Yeah, no, (laughs) I live outside of uh, Portland, Oregon, on the uh, Washington side, outside of Vancouver, Washington, uh, on 10 acres, as you referenced, and far enough away from the city that, uh, you know, we're, we're away from some of the mayhem, but, you know, at least close enough that if we ever feel like going back to the city, it's not too far to get there. So I love that. That is something that we can do here in this country um, that some a lot of people in European nations don't have the option of just saying, hey, I want to buy a whole bunch of acres and go live on it. Um, We have that option here in the U.S. So you guys moved back out there, but you're in St. Louis frequently because, as I shared in the introduction, you are the president and CEO of Shared Health Alliance. And the way that you and I actually met each other is we were communicating about partnering up and, you know, me learning more about what Shared Health Alliance is. So let's start off there. What is it and why did you start this company? 
You know, I had owned an insurance agency that we sold back in 2012, and uh, we got bought by a big company, worked for them for a few years, and it wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be cracked up to be. And they'd probably say the same thing about me. And, you know, you just you have a different expectation work-wise when you go in and you do your, do a job the way you think they're, they're wanting you to. And anyway, long story short, three years later, it was like, okay, it's time to move on. And uh, I went into a health share program for my own health care, for my family's health care. I'm like, this is a really cool concept. We always did stuff that was outside the box. And I didn't even really know about health shares, even though they've been around since 1981. And uh, I started to realize that there were still a lot of holes in the health share programs and in the things that they shared in, and you notice they use terminology like shared in instead of covered because it's not insurance. But we had a lot of access to vendors and vendor programs, and we started to build solutions to support those. And eventually we had such a, a large following that it turned into let's um, ha- let's help manage, Not I, I use the word our own, but support a healthcare program that we helped start and found, but it's managed uh, exclusively by its own president and, and an independent voluntary board. So that's that's the high level how we got to where we got. So the the whole impetus for it is that you're trying to fill a need, and the the way that you've now developed it is the forty thousand households who are currently sharing health or its healthcare costs. Um, They're also able to do that with confidence, knowing that unlike maybe being in in the Obamacare system or the Affordable Care Act system, where you're not sure if you're supporting um, abortion or other things that can be reprehensible and go against God's word for Christians, you have set up Shared Health Alliance so that you can have all of your health insurance needs covered unless it's an abortion or unless, you know, you're running around drunk driving and things like that. Like you, you have right. some parameters around it, um, which is very comforting for people who are looking for ways to make sure that they're not going against what scripture says we're supposed to do as Christians. Yeah, that's right. And the, you know, my business partner and I, we were the first members of the program. And uh, my, my wife, she just would get on my case in a, in a nice, loving way, of course, like, Corey, this is hard to use. Um, you want me to use this program, but I, I hardly know how, and that means your members probably don't either. So we just kept finding ways to make it more efficient till, till we got to where we are now, where it's really single source. Um, Shared Health Alliance developed a mobile app so that the members can go on and kind of one-touch click on the tile that, that supports um, the access that they need. And, and uh, yeah, we just, we continue to find a lot of unique ways to provide access to medical care that doesn't um, put a lot of stress on the needs fund. So we're not eating into the dollars that members provide so that when big bills come along, uh, the funds are there to support those needs. So it's, it's fun to see it grow. It's, it's not without challenges like anything that you do, but it's it's really exciting to see people benefit. We get a lot of high-cost drugs for members for free. Um, that's been a really big part of what we do, too. And so every day is a new day, though, as you know, twists and turns and mm-hmm. what's going to happen with the new regime and how is that going to play in the health share world. So we, a lot, lot of um, things to navigate through, I guess. Well, Corey, that's a perfect segue because I, I want to delve into that a little bit. The The entire... 
nexus for me for when I look at Alliance for Shared Health, Shared Health Alliance, the the company that you're the president president of, and then there's a not for profit arm which we'll go into later, which is um, Ash. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, but. I look at that in the context of news stories that I see. Like the latest number, I think, is 10.8 million Americans who are out of work. And so for some of them, they'll have COBRA, but the costs of COBRA are so exorbitant that you know they wish they had another option. And that's where Shared Health Alliance comes in. <laughs> it's, right. It provides right. an option for you to have a huge discount. Um, and, and it's not just Shared Health Alliance providing that discount, but it's also the fact that you come in you're already looking to save costs because you're out of work, but you need health insurance and you don't want to use COBRA. So this is that option. Um, how You talked about the ease of use. How easy is it to sign up and use it coming out of a prior job situation? Yeah, that, that's really one of the big benefits right now is with, uh, with what's, what's happened economically with COVID and shutdowns and healthcare is always in need, whether you know, times are good or times are tough. And so in general, the cost to get on a catastrophic health share program through ashes usually half the price of what traditional major medical or a COBRA option would be for somebody who's lost their job. And the way to access care, there's multiple ways. And we use virtual primary care, which basically helps a member provide or set up one-on-one access to their to a doctor through online, whether it's, you know, FaceTiming or uh, texting back and forth or maybe it's a phone conversation or whatever, but you're building a, a relationship with the same doctor and over and over and you don't pay anything. You don't even have to leave your home. They can treat probably 70% of the, the medical conditions that arise that way. And so especially in day and age where people are being told stay home, wear your mask, all that stuff. Uh, access to drugs is there. So um, high-cost drugs, typically like Humira's and diabetic meds, Victoza's, Humalog's, these medications that can cost tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands a year, we get we get to our members at no cost or virtually no cost. A lot of them, absolutely zero cost, and some we might pay a small fraction of what they would cost. But And these are all accessible through a, through a tile on the mobile app. So members don't have to go back through a bunch of paperwork and figure out how do I use that? Click a couple buttons on their phone. So, I mean, I, I, I already know you very well at this point and I understand the, what you're explaining and it can be somewhat of a relief to someone who's currently thinking now, what am I going to do? You know, I need to get a plan and I'm, I'm not sure what I can get. And you talked about the catastrophic health plan, but if you want to go full bore, like a, a kind of, I, we have a Cadillac plan through my husband's work. What would your suggestion be under what the offerings that you currently have? You know, on, I think we've even got a link set up on, on your website and that will take somebody to uh, one of Ash's main uh, enrollment people, probably Todd Williams, maybe um, Alice, uh, Alexa, but at any rate, the, the, we've got a program that we call the Summit Program that is catastrophic reimbursement of medical needs or medical bills and has various, we call them um, MRAs, so medic, member responsibility amounts, but essentially look work similar to a deductible. So a member can go in and say, I want the Summit Program and I want to 
I want to select the $1,000 MRA, which in insurance vernacular would be a $1,000 deductible. But so that member is responsible for the first 1000 bucks of a medical incident, and then the member's sharing the bills over and above that, uh, just like any other medical program would. So it's they have an ID card. It has a, a network logo on it and instructs them where to, where to send their bills. For sharing, and then they can go on to the portal, the the Alliance for Shared Health portal, and view the status of their medical need. And it's we use the technology to the members' advantage, so they don't have to wonder what in the world the status of their medical kind of bills are. You know. So I I love that because anything that you're trying to switch over to, if it has kind of the same structure as the thing you left before. It, it can take so much of the mental load off because the similarities make it easier to navigate for the first time, and then it gets easier for you to use. It just makes it exponentially faster for you to get used to using the new system if it's kind of built on the same framework as what you're coming from. And that's what it sounds like to me. So I'm, I'm now I, – I, I love that. I think it's really great, and I want to tell people right now, again, you can go to familyvisionmedia.org or stacyontheright.com. Click the banner link that says Alliance for Shared Health. Um, and it'll take you right to all the information that you need to consider. You can look at the different options and make a decision for yourself. So let's talk about the component that I, this is the part that struck me the most as being, it just makes being a part of ASH such a, it's like, you know, you're doing something amazing. And that is the ministry um, that Pat has, he started it mm. before. And then you now mm-hmm. Alliance for Shared Health funds a, a really good amount of what he's doing, um, and it's working in it's on the continent of Africa to save starving children, and it's such. I mean, it's like it's kind of gut wrenching. Like I couldn't stop thinking about it after the t- the first time I heard of it when we met. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think that that's. I'm really glad you went there. It's the heart of what we do, and Ash itself certainly knows it's got a duty to its U.S. members. And there's a connection. One of the requirements in the federal law for a health share entity is that it's been sharing in health care expenses or medical needs since prior to 1231 of 1999. Well, ASH members through the enrollment process are actually connected or conjoined to an entity in Ethiopia that's been sharing in medical bills since the outbreak of HIV and tuberculosis and malaria back in 1996. And um, what that has grown into is just exceptional. And if you reference Pat Bradley, he's a very good friend of mine. I know you've had the opportunity to visit with Pat and just an amazing person that he's uh, helped Ash to fund a pediatric hospital in the middle of a remote village. It's the only hospital of its kind in Ethiopia. Uh, It's up and running and Ash members contribute one dollar per household per month that conjoins them to this entity over there. Well, doesn't sound like a bunch, except that the exchange rate is 33 to one. So our, you know, the dollars that are getting sent really equates to around 14 million U.S. dollars. So the financial impact that it's having over there and funding and literally saving kids' lives yeah, you know, we went over there with our board right before COVID hit, and one day I hope we can get get you and Rod over there with us. But it's, I I, I tell the story. I just 
I cried the whole flight home once we got we landed in D.C. and I had a flight from D.C. to Denver, Denver to Portland, and uh, it just it just really started to hit me uh, how um, how meaningful, but how how much we have relative to how little um, even you know even our poor people are rich over there. <laughs> yeah, um, we don't we don't see it in the context of what true poverty is because um, true poverty is, you know, living on a dollar a day, something like that. We're here in the U S poverty is less than I think 11,000 a year, um, which mm-hmm. is, I can't imagine living on $11,000 a year with a family. So I'm, I'm definitely not trying to, um, you know, I'm tr- not trying to paper over the instances of poverty that we have in this country, but there's such a stark difference between what we consider to be, a convenience, a need, or a want compared to what they have. And that was what struck you when you, you were there for a while and came back here and all of a sudden everything looked different, <laughs> which well, I always we, recommend we, that people get out of the country for that. <laughs> yeah, well, we live in a system where sometimes you can make more money not working. Yeah, I have a good friend up here who's in the construction business and he's very successful at it, but we sat down and he said, you know, Corey, I can't get anybody to come work for me. He said, we pay the going, the prevailing wage rate, and it's like $80 an hour. And he said, people will come work for me for two weeks because it satisfies the, the box, and then they can go home and file for unemployment and make $60 an hour. He said, they're making, you know, $120,000 a year staying at home. So the, the system is set up to... You don't have that opportunity now. If you decide to stay home, we're sitting. We walked into this guy's house, his hut. That was, you know, I'd say twenty, you know, diameters or something like twenty foot of diameter. And he had he just sort of pointed to various spots in his hut and said, "That's my kitchen," which was, you know, a foot of rocks on the floor. And his guest entry had a. Uh, a makeshift bench and that's where he would entertain guests and he had a 10 by 10 uh area of uh acre of, of land to farm to grow coffee coffee plants that he made 15 dollars a year you know farming um so that's it's that's the kind of stuff and then he would walk miles every day to go make you know a, a dollar or so a day whatever it was you know it's just <sighs> just a it's different brutal. world and yeah. we take for granted we really do take for granted what we have so um i'm so glad to have that perspective even though you know we we all watch documentaries we've all seen you know imagery but it's a little more real when i i came to your office the your old office cuz you guys are in a new space now and i saw the images you have some picture tiles of your visit there when you went with the board and and everyone's smiling and everyone's um, just interacting in the picture tiles, but then you told the story, and I remember sitting there thinking, "I, it's just such a different perspective." And we really take for granted here in this country. We're just really mainly obsessed with ourselves, which is human nature, um, mm-hmm. but also obsessed with like you know we I, we were just joking about this. I, it's the prevailing joke is how often Amazon visits to drop packages off at our houses. And how Amazon has gained so much wealth over the course of the pandemic because all of us have just, you know, instead of going out and buying stuff, we just order it from Amazon and it arrives on our doorstep. And you don't even remember what you've ordered. You just pull it in. It's like almost like a Christmas gift. I open it up. I'm like, oh, I remember ordering this. My husband just, he just kind of looks like, what? You remember. (laughs) 
it's only been two days. I'm like, yeah, but I've ordered a few things since then. And then his eyebrows go, and I'm like, don't worry about it. Just, just chill. Don't worry. So we have a different life that we're living. And, you know, it's by God's grace that we have what we have, but we need to have a perspective on that. And partnering with this ministry in Ethiopia and having that connection brings some of what you're doing at Shared Health Alliance, it brings it back down to earth a little bit. It brings it mm-hmm. down for the people who are using the service. It connects them to Ethiopia. It connects, it, it makes all of it possible so that you can say, hey, I'm not just doing what's right with my money and accessing health care by accessing it in a way that does not go against the scripture, but I'm also helping to fund saving lives in, in a place that I would probably never go to because most of the 40,000 households um, that are participating would probably never make it to Ethiopia, but they're making it there by way of being a part of the Shared Health Alliance. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we talk about ASH as an international healthcare ministry, and it really is. It's just, uh, you know, we, we get a lot of regulatory scrutiny. Health, health shares are not exactly welcome in the States. And, you know, the, the we don't, as an entity, uh, ASH doesn't have to pay premium taxes. And big insurance companies certainly lobby against health share ministries and don't want them as a, as a solution. And so uh, I just say that one of the things that motivates our team and the team at ASH every day is knowing the impact that we're making, not only for U.S. members, but, but abroad. And wanting that to turn into something that's not just in Ethiopia, but, you know, let's, let's go all throughout Africa. Let's go all throughout South America. Let's, you know, let's potentially help in the tribal nations. Let's let's do some stuff that can impact a whole lot of different economic uh, people groups that that um, maybe are are looked over or glossed over, you know, and forgotten about. Well, and and it's something that we do as Americans that you know we also take that for granted a little bit. The fact that we are philanthropic and we do seek to help people in other countries. And with the state of our politics here in America right now and the rancor um, touching families, mothers, children in Ethiopia, it's something that can help us ease our head down on the pillow at night a little bit better. You know, it's it's just it, it's America's in a total mess right now. But if you're a part of Alliance for Shared Health, <laughs> you're sharing health care costs with 40,000 members and some of the money just a little teensy bit, a dollar a month, is flitting over to Ethiopia, and it means $33 there, and it means a child is literally having their life saved and then getting nutrition and getting to live, which is something that we, we wouldn't even think about. None of our children are, are starving. You know, we're, we're, we're okay. I'm talking about my family and yours. Um, so we, we're not thinking, uh, how do I, you know, how do I get food on the table for the kids tonight? That's not uh-huh. something we're thinking about. But in Ethiopia, they are thinking about that, and we're helping with that by being a part of uh, Ash. Right, and I, I love that you, you start the podcast out with the scripture that you started it out with, and the one that just burns into me all the time is Second Chronicles sixteen nine that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, looking for those whose heart is loyal to Him, that He may strongly support. And and the world's weird right now. I don't care what side of the fence you sit on politically. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff going on, and I, I, I think people of faith right now, there's this question of, 
you know, when the, in Luke 18, it says, when the Son of Man comes, returns, will he really find faith on the earth? And I think now is the time for people of faith to stand up and say, you know what, I trust God, whether the person that I want in office is in office, whether I think it was legitimate or not, mm-hmm. um, whether I think the economy is crashing, whether it's perfect, not perfect. The Lord wants us to stay committed to His purposes and His calling, and He'll honor that. He'll honor the people that honor Him, even in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of famine, in the middle of persecution. He's looking for people who don't turn their back on their faith. And honestly, the thing that I keep coming back to, because I, I, I resonate with what you said so strongly, um, and everyone knows I'm Stacy on the right. If you're listening to this podcast, you know I'm a total rib rock conservative. Um, and it's a very, very slim likelihood that I would have a liberal on here to talk about shared health. You know, <laughs> it just wouldn't happen. <laughs> but, uh, you know, even even if we just just keep keep that off to the side, um, God has shown us many times in the Bible and the scripture. He shows how when his people who have their hearts tuned towards him, that are in a relationship with him, when they come under persecution, they are supernaturally able to withstand it. Even when they're martyred, they go down praying for those who are slinging the rocks. And when, you know, the the Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego jumped into the fiery furnace, there was an angel in there to meet with them. And they, they, so they weren't tossed in because the guards who were going to put them in were incinerated because the fire was so hot and they came out with no smoke, no smoke on their bodies whatsoever. So is there a coming persecution? I would say if you read your revelation, you know that where we are is that's right around the corner for us. But would God give us persecution that we couldn't stand? No, but we have to be connected to him. We have to know him. And um, I take a lot of of comfort from second Chronicles 16 9 it really is him searching for us so we have to be we have to be where we can be found which is serving having a relationship with Jesus and telling other people about him that that he is the way he is the way to have joy in these circumstances to the way to have confidence when the person you voted for and for me campaigned for isn't going to be the president for the next four years the way to withstand all of those hard truths is to be connected to Jesus Christ. Yeah, amen. I mean, it comes back down to if my people, right? And mm-hmm. if my people will humble themselves, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. And then that goes on. But James 5, 16 says the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman, right, avail mm-hmm. much. And so we got to pray our heads off and um, even when the circumstances don't look like we wish they would look, that's that's when faith kind of is faith, right? When it's when it's sort of all you're holding on to. Yeah, that's when it really is faith, because faith is easier when everyone you're around is of the same persuasion that you are, and you've not been canceled, you've not been kicked off social media, you're not losing friends, you, you know, you're not losing a job. Um, it's a little easier then, but it gets real when you do lose the job. You have been dumped off by some of your friends. You're searching for servers for your little business on the internet, and you're thinking, no one out there is for me. You don't actually have to have anybody out there for you if you have Jesus, Um, but there are people like us out there who are for anyone who's currently being canceled or tossed off or what have you, Um, and God will provide a way of escape. He's always going before us to prepare the way, which I feel like is, is 
What happened with you when you took the step of faith to try to create something? God went before you and provided an avenue by which you could help 40,000 families. And hopefully that number will double and triple and, and orders of magnitude greater as people begin to realize what the current healthcare system is truly going to be offering under the Biden administration. I believe people are going to be flocking to, to ash. And I'm so excited about that. I've been very fortunate in my life and blessed. And I don't really know. I mean, I, I know why from a, from a biblical perspective, but I'm not the super smartest guy in the world, and for some reason, we have been blessed with some good ideas. And you know, I, I think some of that I th- I really just know comes back down to being obedient in the middle of tough times. And being obedient does not mean I'm perfect. So far from perfect. And there's a lot of people probably out there that that can tell you all the things that I've done that they don't like. But uh, you know, at the end of the day none of us are perfect and do we have a heart to serve and i think in whatever our sphere of influence if we can get our focus off of ourselves uh we have a chance for god to use us we do and i dare say probably the next time you're in town and we go out to dinner again um you and i my husband and our buddy that joined us last time or any one of your friends you choose or maybe Hopefully my your wife, wife will be, will be in town yes time. okay That'd be awesome then we can compare the list, the hater list. I think I'm going to beat you. I think I'm going to beat you. But that's not actually a badge will. of honor. But I, I think I can still beat you with uh, my list of haters. But you might. I, I hear you've been up to a little bit of you know rabble rousing, and your list might have grown exponentially over the past week or so, which is a badge of honor as well. Um, I think there's some verse that says, "Beware when all men speak well of you." So you know mm-hmm. we're we're probably probably on the right track. If right. Everybody right. Loves us, right? I, I hold on to that verse because sometimes when the emails start coming in, I'm like, uh Oh, <laughs> this looks terrible. Then I remember, wait, uh, I'm supposed to have people, you know, Jesus wasn't a popular guy. He was not the most popular. He was, he was kind of infamous for being someone that the Pharisees and the, and the really elites of the day were constantly trying to catch him up, trying to uh, grab him and stop him from speaking. I mean, he, he was a classic figure when you look at someone who had a mission he was undeterred he did it perfectly he executed perfectly what he was there to do but he wasn't the popular guy so that's a great lesson for us if we really look at how he lived he didn't have throngs of people who loved him they wanted to be with him because he was healing and teaching and preaching not because he was the tallest fairest you know best looking and certainly not because everyone in the world loved him he was actually pretty well hated Right. And, you know, I think there are many people who, when we can, we can lean on this. Well, every, there's so many people speak ill of me, so I must be doing something right. Well, that, that might be true. And we're also live in a world where we, you know, it's, it's not popular to be willing to listen to anybody else's opinion or school of thought or, you know what, maybe there's times we all have to reevaluate and say, okay, what what's being said about me? You know, have I done anybody wrong? You have to be willing to do some some self-introspection, in, if that's the right word, and self-evaluation, right? And, you know, maybe there's some things I need to make, to modify in my life. And at the end of the day, if you come back to, am I really serving the Lord to where I'm supposed to be, then you know what? Not everybody's going to speak well of us. So let's, let's keep getting after it. 
<laughs> yeah, I never thought I would ever be like, yeah, when someone says, people people hate us, let's keep doing our work. <laughs> well, we want people to like us, right? We so. do, we do. want to have friends. <laughs> yeah, well, one day at a time, we're going to get where we're supposed to be, and we're going to be where we're supposed to be when we need to be there. That's what I believe. Yes, I do too. So I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited whenever I get to talk to someone about something that is actually, it's it's something you can use, which is the health sharing ministry. It also helps people in a totally like other part of the world. And it satisfies a need that you have, uh, which is we all need access to health care. Um, so Corey Durbin, CEO of Shared Health Alliance. Thanks for coming on today. Absolutely. I, I appreciate you immensely. Uh, you are gifted at what you do. I appreciate your boldness and and hopefully uh, your the, the avenues that you have to keep sharing continue to grow. It's, uh, you're great. You're great at what you do. And just wanted you to know that. Well, thank you so much. And so we're ending on a compliment. I hope you loved the interview as much as I did. Find out more at StacyOnTheRight.com, FamilyVisionMedia.org. And don't forget, I'm on Sirius every night, raining down fire, the truth, news and information, and all that good jazz. At Stacey on the Right on all social media. See you next time.